Welcome to this episode of 10 by 10, which is brought to you by the Department of Business and Innovation of Bucks County Community College, hosted by Dean Tracy Tinley. So welcome to the Bucks County Community College podcast brought to you by the Department of Business and Innovation. Today we have Kathy Marcino with us. Hi, Kathy. Hi, thanks for having me. Sure, thanks for coming in. We are, um, we're happy to talk to you about what you do in terms of working with people and their personal communication style. I know that's what you do related to your business um, with KMM Consulting. Mm -hmm. And so to start us off, can you tell us you know, what types of skills do students need to leave college with? Not so much the, the hardcore book knowledge, but mm-hmm. what they what people refer to as soft skills. What are those things that they really need? That's a, a great question. I think when graduates um, are getting ready to leave, they think, oh, I've got it all. I've, I know how to code. I know how to create a web mm-hmm. design. I know how to do accounting. I can get any job. I can get the promotion. But it's those soft skills that often aren't as obvious to everyone. They're those interpersonal skills that are uniquely yours, those personality traits that are uniquely yours, and they directly impact how you communicate and how you build relationships. So how do you work with people to maybe bring out their best self? What I do is help them realize what makes them tick and what ticks them off. Oh, So what motivates you? What gets gets you up in the morning? Are you more focused on the people side or are you more focused on the task side? Trying to get, making sure that you are in the right role for you based on your natural talents. Okay. So I peel the onion all the way back. Wow, that's really interesting. We talk about that a little bit with our paralegal students because we try to get them to look at different law firms in terms of do they want to interact with clients that are maybe highly emotional, such as a a family law practice or um, wills and estates where they're dealing with grieving relatives and things like that, or are they more about just producing documents and doing research and they don't really need to talk to people at all? it makes a huge difference. Do you do you find that as oh, well when you work with people? Yes, it makes an enormous difference because you think about um, how, how what's your tone, what's your pace, how how you speak. So I recently just worked with the dentist in, in the dentist office, and if you think about coming into the dentist office, there are people that are either very nervous, mm-hmm. they haven't been there for the first time. Or they are, you know, they're stuck on time. They want to get in and out in five minutes, and all of a sudden they've got a real chatty receptionist that wants to keep talking and talking. You kind of have to know your audience. If you know right. that I don't like small talk, I want to get in and get out, you're not gonna, you're not the right person for those grieving people. Sure. If sure. you're more the if they're more the task people, if you're more of a people person and more empathetic, you're the right person for that role. So you have to think about your own communication style mm-hmm. and then adapt that to the people that you're communicating with. And that would seem that it would be a real challenge to get people to notice those things about themselves. Do you find that when you work with your clients, sometimes it's hard for people to really get a hold of what their communication style is? Yeah, sometimes they get very defensive because mm-hmm. we'll do some work and then we'll we'll go over the results and we'll say, well, that's not me, that's not me. Like, well, yeah, it kind of is. You, you answered these questions in this way. And so let's take an example of something that happened and how did you handle it? And then they get that aha moment that, yeah, you know what? You're right. Right. And That's it's really me. understanding that and yeah. embracing it 
or maybe doing some work to change it if you if you need to change it is that accurate it's self-awareness okay so once you're aware of it and then you understand it from there it's the opportunities are endless because then you can adapt your personality style, your communication style, your leadership style to everyone that you come in contact with. And I would imagine that's really helpful for people who are working within a company or they're in a leadership role or even if they're entrepreneurs and they need to go out and basically sell themselves. Well, there are some people that say, I just want to sell, Mm -hmm. but they prefer to work independently they need facts and figures before they make decisions. Mm-hmm. They are not interested in anybody's emotions. They're the, they're the worst people to sell, right? if you right. think about it. So yeah, once you understand that as an entrepreneur, well, I wanna go out and do something, well, maybe that's not the right role for you. So that comes up a lot. Leadership specifically, um, knowing your leadership style. Do you lead from mm-hmm. the front of the pack? Mm-hmm. Do you lead from the back? Do you lead from the side, cheering them on? And then even more importantly, how do the people that you're leading prefer to be led? Interesting. So I think the most successful leaders are those empathetic leaders Mm -hmm. and self-aware leaders that understand how each of their team members are motivated. Some are always going to be motivated by money. Some want the um, parking spot, you know, the recognition. Somebody wants the trophy. The more they know about their employees, the more they can adapt. And I think a more cohesive group, a better relationship, and definitely a better organization. And that really sounds like that would be invaluable to any organization to have people be aware of those types of things. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times organizations focus on uh, professional development. Here's, you know, here's how you do a SWOT analysis and, you know, kind of the, the basics that everybody thinks about, but not so much what's underneath and what can you really do in terms of human interaction to to get people motivated. That's so important, I think, even when hiring and when interviewing, and I think for your guys now thinking about it, everybody does well in an interview, or you mostly do well in an interview, but then what happens when you actually get the job? Mm -hmm. Maybe that wasn't the right role for you. Now that you see it, you might have the skill set on paper, Mm -hmm. but intuitively, that's not really how you're driven. If all of a sudden you are put in a room by yourself, but you have to be working around a team, that's your fuel. Right. That's not going to be a good fit. You're right. not going to be successful. You're not going to produce the quality work that your new boss wants. Sure. And that's going to frustrate you and it's going to frustrate your boss because they're not getting the work that they hired you for. Yeah. So what are the real common mistakes you see that people make in terms of their communication style or not recognizing how they work best? A lot. Oh, I'll see a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've seen it all. Um, I think a lot of people, and you'll hear firsthand, oh, listening, you have to listen, you have to listen. And I agree with that. I think that's definitely up there. But I think asking questions, Mm -hmm. because if you don't ask the questions, you're not going to understand where someone else is coming from. So to really effectively communicate, you have to understand all points of view. If you don't ask those questions, what happens? Assumptions get made. Sure. You fill in the blanks. Right. right? And so people take their own experiences Mm -hmm. to fill in those blanks. Yep. And then they are going off in a completely different direction. Yep. So I think that's a real big mistake. Yeah. And I mean, I see that even in my role here dealing with different administrators and students and faculty. And, you know, if 
if you're not asking those questions, then things really can get misconstrued and then feelings get hurt and students end up in my office saying, this is what happened. I, you know, I was asked to leave class and, and they don't, you know, the instructor doesn't really understand why the student was you know, on their phone the whole time or something like that. Yeah. So the last thing you want, and I tell managers this, the last thing you want if you've got your team in a room and then all of a sudden someone walks out and says to their to their colleague in the hallway, What do they really mean? I didn't really get that. I mean, hmm. if if you're not explaining it correctly, it's your fault. You know, if they don't understand it, it's your fault. Right. So understand how they learn. Make sure that you're communicating in a way that they really that resonates with them and they really hear what you're saying. Right, right. And so what are the um, most common traits that you see among great leaders that you've worked with? Empathy. Okay. Empathy for sure. Knowing their colleagues, knowing their team, again, knowing their own style. Mm -hmm. I think self-awareness is key mm -hmm. for sure. I think being able to recognize and utilizing natural talents of those people, maybe they're in the right role, maybe they're not. If they're not in the right role, be able to recognize that and put them in a place where they can mm -hmm. succeed. Great, great. And so we have about a minute left. So okay. what would be your, your final thoughts for our listeners in terms of, you know, what, how would they get started with looking at their own communication style? Well, if I, because my background is sales, pharma mm -hmm. sales, and I kind of approach everything as selling, I think that um, we sell ourselves every day. Mm -hmm. And I think if I could leave um, three pieces of advice quickly for anyone mm -hmm. that is interested in going into sales, the first is know your audience. So when you're communicating with a, a client, a prospect, do your homework first and know your audience. Right. The second thing is there's no one size fits all model for sales. Okay. It's not just features and benefits. You're solving a problem. What solution are you providing for that person? Yeah, so show value. Absolutely. What is the value that they're, they are going to get? Mm -hmm. And what is the last one? Always what? remember your top three tips. I always remember your top three tips, yeah. but I just gave, I only just gave you two. So we've got know your audience, which is key. Oh, and make sure that you are saying, so what? Hmm. So when you're giving a presentation or a sales pitch, ask yourself, so what? Why should they be buying this product for me? So what? Because that's what the clients, that's the bubble above exactly. the client's head yep. is so what? Yeah. So make sure you incorporate so what in every presentation, sales pitch, email. I, th gotcha. I think they're the three, three main areas that, that I live by. Great. Well, thank you so much, Kathy. We oh, really thank you enjoyed for our time. Me. Oh, that went by so fast. It really did. <laughs> it really did. So that's our 10 minutes. Thank Thanks. This concludes this episode of 10 by 10. We invite you to listen and share our other episodes. 